Choo choo! The content train is chugging right along. Shout out to Ian Imhoff for releasing the, his first pod. Loved, kind of loved being on the opposite end of the uh, content train. Really enjoyed uh, Spears and Ian's uh, repertoire. So shout out to Ian and to Connor Spears as well. Again, we uh, we covered on the pod, but man, that video is something that I th- think our group is going to cherish for a long time. I can already see it when we're 45 and married and having kids and the whole kind of boring old men lifestyle that we will look back on that video very fondly. That'll age nicely. So thank you, Spears. And thank you, Bennett, too. Cannot for getting us on to Apple Music and Spotify. And we are a full-fledged content media company now. Maybe we should get our own uh, LLC, start, start charging for some stuff. Maybe start doing some ad spaces, things like that. Uh, kind of all comes to a head to say that I think the league is getting stronger and stronger every day, kind of like Colin Bowers. And I, uh, every day I just am more and more grateful for this league. So shout out to everyone and hopefully brings us into a big week here. I have a guest who's been on a lot of people's minds and I think we're really excited to kind of hear his, uh, rationale for some of his perhaps questionable moves. So with that in mind, let's get into it. Congrats to everyone so far. Good luck heading into week four. And that's it. Let's get into the scuttle. Welcome back, everyone, to our uh, now seventh edition of The Scuttle Season 2. It's been a pretty eventful year, I feel like most people would agree, and I'm really excited to have our next guest on today, a guy who I feel like has just been on everyone's lips the past couple weeks, has been making some really big moves, and now he has a chance to kind of walk you through his headspace. Tom Hensley, how you doing? Um, I've been better, but I'm doing okay. (laughs) Okay, fair enough, haven't we all? Um... So, man, it's good to hear from you. I know we have a lot to talk about, uh, but before oh, yeah. we get into all of that, how's life been for you? Uh, pretty good. Serving at Brio has been pretty up and down. It's the middle of homecoming season, so... Oh, yes. Yeah. Trust me, dude. I'm, I'm like... The worst part about it is being, like, in your 20s, you still remember high school, and, like, we would go to places like Brio and stuff like that, and Jesus Christ, I just want to punch 16 year old Tom in the face yeah I uh that's gotta be tough I mean that's like the, the kids barely have an understanding of how to conduct themselves in the world oh yeah uh yeah, they have none yeah gotta be tough gotta be tough any yeah. uh any particularly egregious stories um trying to think. oh I had actually had the table last night um, it was a group of guys. Uh, they weren't there for homecoming. They showed up about two hours before we closed, um, sat themselves out on the patio, which you can never do in a restaurant like Brio. It's not fucking Applebee's. You can't just do whatever the fuck you want. Sat there, waited like 15 minutes before anyone got a chance to talk to them because the hostess did not tell anybody that they got sat because she didn't fucking know. Right. So... They get they're upset about that. 
Um, I get stuck with them, of course, take their order, everything, and get them free appetizers and stuff. You I got them free, free appetizers. appetizers? Yeah, we can do free. I can do. I can throw shit all over the place. All you got to do is say someone's angry in a corporate restaurant. They don't give a shit. Wow, interesting. They'll, okay. comp, a, they'll comp a whole bill before getting a bad review. Good to know. Okay. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Uh, so I told them they could get a free appetizer. They asked for two. Um, These guys sound good. Their food comes out, and they complain that they didn't have. That they, they said that they asked for shrimp. They did not ask for shrimp. Oh boy, here we go. So I'm like, okay, I can get that made up for you real quick. Get the shrimp out. Takes like five minutes to grill up the shrimp. Bring it out there. One dude had already finished his meal instead of just, you know, waiting for the shrimp, waiting for his complete meal like any normal person would do. So they were all pissed off. I was already pissed off from that night. So I was, just went to the manager. I was like, these assholes sat themselves. They're, they are just trying to scan for free food. I want you to go and give them the bill because I'm done with them. He's like, okay. So he went out there, and the guy that I sent out was probably the perfect dude because they were complaining and saying all this shit. And he just sat there stone cold, no flinching whatsoever. Clear, like It's like he had a giant trailer behind him, and it was just full of fucks. <laughs> and he did not give a single one of them to them. Wow, okay, there you go. And it was, yeah. I feel like that's so, yeah. usually not the manager move. I feel like usually they come out and kind of play like Peacemaker and we're so sorry, please come back. He just, that, that wasn't his route this time. One of the big, like, if a manager comes over and he's not being nice to you, you have really been cruel to the waitstaff because they were mean to me. They were mean to the dude that went over and talked to them in the first place to apologize. And they were mean to the girl that ran their food out for them. Okay, there you go. So, you know, just mean across, this is like, this was not the first time they had, that the manager had heard about them because everybody else had already said, like, hey, they're, they're fucking assholes. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. That's just a day in the life of hospital. I remember when Bill oh, and yeah. Will worked at it's Subway. Just, it's just like you, yeah. you have to deal with people of all walks of life, and it can get uh, a little touch and go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. The day in the life. Honestly, I feel like a 16-year-old compares favorably to that, right? Uh, actually, the 16-year-olds I had that night were pretty um, easygoing. They yeah. were... Um, they were clearly very nervous. I think it was the first time they'd have, like they had ever been out without their parents. Yep. So they're just like, I don't want to be mean. My dad told me to tip a lot because normally our people, our people like us, don't tip a lot. Yeah. Because I mean, homecoming, they they're, they're fifteen. They don't know how to tip. My dad gave but, me a hilarious like he gave me just way too much money when I because I I took Sonny Smith and yeah, I, I, I it was I think I tipped. Almost a hundred percent. I think I, I think the bill was forty, and I think I tipped forty. <laughs> I think I just get yeah. It was remarkable. Yeah, I was so. No, that's a, almost a fifty-fifty split. I'd say between getting like three dollars on a fifty-dollar tab or getting fifty bucks. Yeah, like just you just don't know. And, they just... and it's not your money, and you're like, I don't. My dad told me to tip well, <laughs> so it's just like, I don't know. You just panic. It is like I. Yeah, it is wild how that goes. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. So on the whole, though, then you probably, I guess it probably evens out to about 20%, 20, right? Between, like, all the 16-year-olds you've ever seen. Pretty much. Okay. As long as, but the thing is, it's like flipping a coin. It's 50% chance every time. Right. 
So there's a chance that you could have like a thousand dollars in sales and have like 10 homecoming parties of 10 people each and walk out with a hundred dollars. Right. Which is really bad. Yeah. That's tough. Tough. That's a tough one. Okay. Well, there we go. Well, there, I always like the glimpse into the hospitality world. Courtesy of you. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a weird thing because it's like the, I feel like it's one of the few industries that hasn't had a sitcom made about it yet. Unless you want to count Cheers. Yeah. There's definitely, there was like a movie on, there was a Broadway show by um, Sarah Bialis where it's called Waitress, where she was just a waitress. But yeah, I haven't seen any, like, any NBC, ABC type stuff. No, I mean, pretty much the only thing I've ever really heard of is Brian Reynolds' movie Waiting. Yeah, yeah. Actually, way more accurate than you think. I like that movie. Actually, that's a nice little. It's gem. a great movie. Nice little, nice little ensemble cast. Anyway, well, there you go. Um, and I'm sure that the, we just—I'm sure people just skip through the first seven minutes of this pod. But oh, anyway, yeah, just... <laughs> let's get into what people really care about: uh, fantasy. Yeah. Um, as always, you have just been wheeling and dealing like a madman. So. We talked a little bit before this pod, and you kind of said the whole foundation of your strategy kind of comes down to Antonio Brown. So we'll start there and then kind of work our way through the past couple of weeks. Okay, so as we all know, Antonio Brown decided to just be the dumbest person he could be. Like, I don't... It's hard for me to, you know, condone his actions and all that, but you are technically innocent until proven guilty. So all you had to do was not fucking text her. Yeah, it's remarkable. Don't text her. Just don't text and threaten people because it doesn't matter whether you did it or not now. Now you have a whole other charge to add on there. It's like, hmm, how should I show people I didn't do a crime? I'll go do a crime. Yeah, not good logic. Also, just don't no. text and threaten people is a good good life lesson, even if you're not under investigation, you know? <laughs> it really is. So, that was particular. I, I remember reading that and being particular. Like, and I've alluded to this before, but I do, I feel almost bad talking about Antonio Brown or just because I, I think this is like a man who's kind of like, kind of where Con- happened to Kanye, the same thing where it's like, He's actually, like, not mentally stable. Like, I don't think we should be making fun of him. Like, he needs to be getting help, like, now, you know? And so I I just, like, and that was, like, kind of this, the confirmation of there is just no way you can be of sane mind in doing that sort of behavior, you know? Yeah, I I completely agree. I've been saying that Antonio Brown is essentially Kanye West with clearly multiple concussions. Yeah, and so. without Kim Kardashian there to hold his hand and say, "Hey, maybe we should stop talking now." Yeah, yeah, I really just a tough, tough space. So anyway, so yeah, obviously that goes down. Patriots. Well, first off, the Patriots signed him. You must have been like, "Holy hell, this is incredible!" I was ecstatic. I was like, "Antonio Brown is Antonio Brown. He could still do well on the Raiders." And I had Cooper Cup, so I had like two high end wide receiver twos. I thought, and then boom, he's on the Patriots. Like, oh damn, he could be like a top five wide receiver potentially with just Tom Brady slinging to him did you think about trading him when he was after that Patriots game do you think fuck it I don't want this risk on my books I'm gonna move this off or were you like I'm I'm riding I was gonna give him one more game I was gonna give him one more game I wanted to beat Dan 
Which you did do in, and a, in a thrilling match. I, I was just proud that my team put up the numbers that it did. That was a great game. I mean, uh, I'll get into that later. That that's that's direct. That, all that's directed toward another member of our league, which I will discuss later. Yeah, but anyway, so yeah. you were going to hold him for one more game, and then it was that week, right, that he got caught sending the threatening text messages. Yeah, because I mean, dude, if you if you break one law or break a rule. You're on Bill Belichick's team. He can, he can do a lot for you. Yeah, he can help you a lot. Because if he had just, if he had just kept his mouth shut and just kept his head down and kept playing, like eventually that would have just been taken care of. But when Bill Belichick is like, "Hey, I can't help you anymore. I can't use my shady dealings and my criminal underworld bullshit." Yeah, <laughs> to save you, you have beyond fucked up. Yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, I do think there was the press conference, too, where Bill Belichick just got drilled about Antonio Brown, pretty much walked out, and then I think they released him a few hours after. And I just think it's like, don't be a huge pain in the ass to Belichick. Like, he doesn't mind a distraction, but it's like, if it's something that's bothering him, it's like, I'm not, I don't need this. He's a two-striker. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so that happens. Where's your headspace at now, after he gets released? Uh. That is because because it happened at such an inopportune time because I had like two days to get it together. I went and looked on the waiver wire and just saw a sea of shit. It is a bullshit sea right now. Yeah, and on top of that, Alshon Jeffrey is questionable, and I'm not sure he's going to play. So I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I might have to start Giovanni Bernard at my flex. And That's I was like, that just doesn't sound time. like a good idea in the yeah. long term. Agreed. And... Like, I just did not like the idea of having the wide receivers I had. So, after after that happened, I had already gotten, like, several trade offers. For Antonio? Like, no, 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 for Zeke, once Antonio Brown got released. Oh, interesting. Everybody, like, once Antonio Brown got released, I got so many trade offers for Zeke. That's interesting. So okay. many. Most of them were shit. The only person that actually sent me a respectable offer that I could work with was Alex Gertz. Okay. Um, a couple other people, I don't want to get too involved. I'm only going to mention Gertz because he's the one I eventually traded with, did eventually send me some good offers. Okay. Um, my ideal trading partner would have been Ian Imhoff because he's the only person I wouldn't play again throughout that week. But right. unfortunately, like... He just didn't have what I needed. Yeah, I mean, you probably wasn't giving away Saquon, which honestly is a godsend because now you'd be really yeah. up shit creek. Um, so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think I did the worst trade in the world. I mean, Zeke is a freak. Um, but he's also, you know, not exactly super stable. And I kind of got a little nervous about that in my headspace oh and you mean like you like his domestic abuse history yep okay yep like i don't want to get burned twice ah i see okay so you and that's why i and that's why i also didn't involve tony pollard in the trade as well that was smart though tom i think it was smart to keep tony pollard out of that for sure that was the smartest decision i made during this whole thing that's for sure I think the one thing I would have done in the trade, I thought it was pretty fair, truth be told. 
Alshon Jeffrey just doesn't play. Like he he'll play eight games this year because his tissues like he gets just some sort of soft muscle muscle tissue issue and he doesn't play. If I were Last you, paper skin. I and Emmanuel Sanders looks great. I would have tried to like swing one more wide receiver because Gertz had a few like maybe a Gallup. That was like the one thing because I feel like if they're both healthy, Emmanuel Sanders and Alshon are pretty equal. And then I think Zeke is better than Lev. And I thought, like, the way to, like, kind of hedge against Alshon's injury is, like, if I if you could have snagged one more wide receiver. Like, not like the Robert Woods, but maybe <clears throat> a guy like Gallup. Who is is he still injured? I think he is. But overall, I thought it was a pretty fair trade across the board. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a con- I mean if you just look at it on paper, it doesn't look that fair. But in the context of the fact that, like, I just lost Antonio Brown, I might not be able to start a full roster this week. Yeah. The Dan Slusher effect. Yeah. So, we did that. And then, I mean, Le'Veon Bell did well. Emmanuel Sanders didn't get thrown to that much that game. But, I mean, I'm still looking toward the future for him. And I uh, actually got to talk to Bill Stevenson about this a little bit, and he's like, they're both banged up. and But now Le'Veon Bell has a week off to get his shit together. Yeah. And I'm playing Ian Kyle, who has been routinely putting up 140 or something like that, except for last week, so I'm yeah. not too worried about it. But Ian Kyle's team, I'm, it's nice to catch Ian Kyle's – I mean, wait, you're playing him next week? This week. Oh, yeah, see, that's – It'll yeah. be interesting to see. It would have been nice to catch him just a week later after Melvin supplants Eckler. You know, I imagine yeah. it's going to be kind of a timeshare this week just to get Melvin back into the swing of things. Right. Um, but once once Eckler's gone, Ian Kyle's team becomes much much weaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so good luck to whoever's playing him next week. Seriously, actually, I think it's me. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Uh, of course it is. You manipulative little man. I didn't do anything. I I totally just. I think it was just. I, I think care. I remember thinking it was like I had. Uh, I had both. I think I had both Ian's back to back. I remember thinking. Yeah, okay. I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, so, we could talk about that. How I'm the one that gave Ian and Moss his first win. Oh yeah. That hurt. That hurt so bad. That was just a. I mean, again, another really thrilling performance, Tom. Uh, My team has done well. Yeah, your team's done excellent. Like, we just, uh, Joe's team, I think that's probably going to be his best performance of the year, unfortunately. That first game. Yeah. I mean. Imhoff's team went off. He actually has a pretty decent team. Imhoff does have a good team. I, again, like, or he did when he had Saquon. His team's still okay now, but uh, he did get also bit by the injury bug. That's one thing. Yeah. Is this typical? I don't remember teams. I mean, Dan is bad, but Ian's team is also particular. Like, not horrific, but not. I don't. Were injuries always? Is this a particularly bad year for injuries, or am I just forgetting in years past? I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. Uh, it seems like the injuries are happening a little earlier this year. Yeah, perhaps it's just like the concentration in the first four weeks is more extreme. Yeah. But yeah, okay. and on top of the whole, like, Le'Veon Bell creating the situation where you can just, like, hold out for a contract. Because that was, you know, that was, like, four or five different people, with the biggest ones being, you know, Melvin, Zeke, and Antonio Brown. Yeah, it definitely, yeah. it definitely, like, shifted a paradigm there in the league. And 
mm-hmm. it is interesting to see that Melvin, like, that no one actually did it this year. So I I, I think this is going to be something that's kind of going to become just run-of-the-mill standard when drafting running backs now. And I'm really curious to see, like, if it's 25% or 50% of the time they come back. You know, that'll be something to monitor as this goes on and on. So anyway, so you come out of the Antonio Brown trade, or the Zeke Elliott trade. You have Lev, Le'Veon Bell. Now, bring us into Goldman, Tom. You got it. This one, I think, is particularly... This is the crazy one, yeah. This is this seems um, indefensible to me. This, this, this was a bit of a panic move. <laughs> um, Fair enough. I knew Bell was going to miss this week. Um, and I saw... Saquon went down, and like once once I made the trade, I was like, when I see like someone I can pick up off the waiver wire that could do really well, I'm gonna fucking go for it. Right. And my first bid was like thirty five dollars. Yes. Like that ought to do it. And then Jesus Christ, I think I I think I may have changed it at eleven thirty the night before. <laughs> That's was, just a great late. I was late. panicking. I was panicking. I was like, if I don't get him. I may not be able to start a full roster again. So that's two weeks of being in this headspace of like just pure panic. And then I was like, fuck it. I'll add another <laughs> Doubled up. Doubling up. Double down on him. That is such a late night fantasy thought. I can't tell you how many times I'll be laying in bed and like thinking about a trade or a waiver wire acquisition I should have made or. I just I know that like those late night yeah, fantasy I, thoughts can get you know real what else is haunting me tough. I missed out on Philip Lindsay last year. What do you mean? Like I had put a big bid on him and I got outbid by Spears. Oh. Or I thought I put in a big bid and then Spears beat me by like I think five dollars or something. But Tom, how did you arrive at this sixty five dollars? Like it just seems so extraordinarily high. <laughs> reason for the number. Okay, okay. <laughs> this... <laughs> at 35, and at 1130, I was like, that can't be enough. He is gonna go for like 50 bucks. Wow. What I should have done, I should have, like, what I really should probably should have, I don't even know how much Ian probably bid on him. I'm assuming Ian bid on him. But... He did. I think he put 32. Yeah, but I... Did he really? Yeah, we can go look at the... Let's go look at the report. So, because, Tom, you also put down 15 on Darrell Williams, right? Yeah. So you were literally going to drop $80 in one week if, like, you were were okay with that. No, I've forgotten about Darrell Williams. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Panic. Told you. I was in a state of panic. My team was falling apart. I kept thinking, like, God, I don't want to be Dan. <sighs> oh, that is fucking hilarious. Okay. Yep. So, I'm really glad I actually lost that Darrell Williams one. Okay, let's see. So that was Wednesday this week, right? Yeah. So, yep, Ian Imhoff put one for 32, Bennett for 25, and Spears for 22. Oh, it's so unbelievably frustrating. So, yeah, it's I mean, you so literally, you almost put more money on that player by yourself than the other three bids combined. Yeah. Uh, just that's hilarious. Well, it's good that you didn't get that Darrell Williams because you would have been left with just no money for the rest of the year. Yep. Uh, 
Wow, incredible. So now that you have Gallman, are you thinking about trading him at all? Like, is this like, like if he has a good week, are you going to be on the move with him again? I feel like you're always, a, you're, you love trading, or is this someone you're, you're going like to stick with? I do like trading. I'm trying to move away from it this year. Okay. Last year it went a little crazy. It is like cocaine. It is like D cards and Catan. It is, yeah. And it's like D cards and Catan. And this time I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and I'm gonna build a city instead of buying a D. <laughs> <laughs> build that city, Tom. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm gonna give him a few weeks. I'll see how he does, and I need to see how the rest of my team does. Right. Because that's very important too. Yeah, I um. It's interesting, Tom, because you and Chris Gertz both being at one and two are like kind of just the just the fickle fate that is uh, fantasy. Because both of your teams, you've been putting up just a truly staggering amount of points. So is Chris. So you have to feel yeah. pretty confident from that end that you know these things are very temporary. But points for is, is the north star, and you guys have been doing a great job of that. Yeah. Uh... It's just been it's just been a rough year to deal with. Um, the big thing for me is the um, morale down in our camp is uh, rough. Losing to Ian and off. If I had lost that game to anybody else, I would have just been like, you know what, fantasy's a cruel, cruel bitch. Yep. Now I'm thinking like fantasy is a fucking ex-wife that decides that you're gonna donate her kidney to her ah. just so that she can have three. <laughs> Okay, that seems to be <laughs> darker, like but maybe more accurate. <laughs> yeah. I Tom, I am sincerely glad I was watching that game almost as closely as I was watching my own because I knew I was playing Ian this week. Or no, I just didn't want to have to... Yeah, I knew I was playing Ian this week, and I was like, I no one wants to be the guy that lets Ian get his first win, you know? Yeah. And I just... <laughs> my team is definitely like, we're, we're... If this was a marathon, I'd be in the back half. And I just didn't yeah, want to get. I fucking know you would be. I didn't want to get passed up by Ian and just to just to. I just I know that I was worried about feeling that too. So uh, thank you, I guess, for, for first one through the game. You're welcome. You're welcome to everyone in the league. <laughs> you can all go fuck yourselves. Okay, so speaking of that though, Tom, then how? So your team morale is low, but you're trying to stay away from trading. So you're just. But you also only have twenty seven dollars. So right. what's 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 your strategy here for the next ten weeks? We're gonna work with what we got. Okay, here we go. Godspeed, Tom. <laughs> Fingers crossed. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna start making emails to Le- Le'Veon Bell Great. saying that there's sick kids with cancer and they'd love for him to score a touchdown. And I'm gonna send like fifty of those. <laughs> that, that should work. I see. Yeah. I mean. I think that I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Okay. Well, there we go. Well, speaking, I know we've had enough time to speak about your team. Is there any other thoughts you had? I know you have one particular take on another league owner's team, but is there anything you want to share? Bill and everything that he stands for. It's just an incredible performance from Bill. If by incredible you mean beyond belief that he is 3-0 and and putting up less points than an auto-drafted team would. Yeah, just, you know, I, it, it's a... Uh, just wild that that happened, honestly. It's PPR. You should be able to hit triple digits. And I'm not counting that goddamn decimal point. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been like a truly... I mean, one of the weeks he did okay, I thought, right? One. Cool. One. I have played well consistently for three weeks. Yeah. And I'm one and two. 
it does it does sting a little bit to see him at three and zero with such a mediocre team. But is there anything right. in, about like? Do you think? What do you think of his team as a whole? Like, obviously, it's it's lucky, but do you like his team or? No. Okay. Not particularly. I don't think his team will do that well. I mean, unless they, unless his players decide to just pop off. Yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, obviously, I mean, it's a fantasy league. There's obviously talent on every person's team. Everybody has the potential to, you know, actually play like a professional athlete. Unless you're Dan's and, team. Unless you're Dan's team. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Dan drafted a college team that they're trying to play in the NFL. Poor Dan. I just feel it's just a dark world for him right now. Yeah. At this point, I mean, I would just be talking to Ian Imhoff like, what do you do? Yeah, seriously. I mean, the the Fez, I don't think 0-4 is like you can't get into the playoffs, but it, you're... It's, you can't lose again. Yeah, it does get. I mean, it does get real tight. Like your you team to has to start performing. Everybody LA. else loses. Yeah, it it can get real tight. So Fez and Dan meeting up this week. I think it's, it's, it's going to be a big one. That's good. I'm going to be watching that one too. Keep yeah. a close eye on that. That's kind of like a loser goes home game, you know. Kind of, yeah. Okay. So any other thoughts that you had on Bill's team or just any other teams that you like, don't like, just any other fantasy football um, nuggets you got? I know I kind of created this, but I really like Dirk's team now. Yeah, I mean, it has to be the best RB stack in the history of our league. Yeah. I, I, I honestly didn't think Melvin was going to come back until, like, you know, way later when it didn't make a difference anymore. Like, yeah. he'd already be in the playoffs or whatever, and then... Trust me, I can tell you in the playoffs, anything can happen. doesn't matter how good your team is. Sometimes you run into a buzzsaw. Yeah, you know that better than anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I mean, when you have a Zeke, Dalvin, Melvin Gordon, I mean, those are three of the probably best six running backs in the league. Like, I just, I don't think I've ever see, seen anything like that in the history of our league so far. No, I mean, the only, I think Bill's championship team, um... He had something similar because I think he had Gronk, Antonio Brown, and I can't remember who the number one running back, but I'm pretty sure at one point he had the number one running back, the number one wide receiver, and the number one tight end. Yeah. And that was his that was his first championship team, I think. Yeah, that was a wild ride. But yeah, I think that Gertz's team is definitely a team that uh is def is really scary right now. And and what'll become very interesting is what he chooses to do with those three. I mean, because you could essentially go get an elite wide receiver whenever he wants one, you know? A straight one-for-one trade for any of those three guys, almost, I'd I'd say almost any league, any league owner would consider it. I'd say at least half would probably take him up on it. Um, So it'll be really interesting to see, like, he just has such, I would say this, though, speaking from experience here, when you have a lot of assets, it can be kind of like paralysis by choice. Like you have so oh, many, yeah. you have so many different ways you can go, and your team's. Per- it's tough when your team is performing well, and you have so many assets, and it's like sometimes. Yeah, I can totally see him maybe just holding back too, and it's like F it. I have the three best running backs. My wide receivers and tight ends aren't great, but it doesn't really matter when I have three guys who can put up twenty five points every week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've been there. Um, uh, I had, I had, uh, I think I had three quality running backs once, and I think my best wide receiver was 
talking Larry Fitzgerald or something. And I would try to, I'd try to shop around. And then, guess what happened in the playoffs? You lost. I got I lost. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty, it's a, that's an easy game, isn't it? It is. That, that too, I, I can use <laughs> inference. I can use uh, context clues and figure that one out. Okay. Yeah. Any other thoughts on Gertz's team, or? Um, well, I'm not gonna lie. If someone has to win this year, I'd prefer it to be someone that hasn't won it before. And if you look at the stats that popped up on uh, that Bennett put out, like points and wins and everything, the two best teams that haven't won it, the league are me and Gertz. Like those are just cold hard facts. That's true. I I can't disagree with that. You guys are. I think you have more points for than Gertz, though, don't you? But Gertz has more wins. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yep. I feel like that's kind of. Yeah, I agree. I remember seeing that, thinking like you're both kind of, uh, both right yeah, on the uh, right on the cusp there. We're both the Netherlands. Yeah. For the World Cup. <laughs> uh. So yeah, I would definitely say that I. I wouldn't mind seeing Gertz getting one either. I am also of the ilk where keep it keep everyone at one is for as long as possible, you know? Yeah, um, I like that. I don't want to see anybody like, God, if Bill wins with this mediocre performances, if Bill wins and puts up more double-digit points than he does triple-digit points, I, I may just, you know what, I may just uh, give my team to Will Neese. <laughs> uh, <laughs> be done with it. Yeah, speaking of Will Neese, you you did have a proposition for the league you wanted to uh, talk about with Will, correct? Yeah, and it's not so much a proposition because I'm in charge of the group chat. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> a lot of power. It's more of just a Power going power. to your head, Tom. Shadow government. A little bit, a little bit. You know, well, the whole panic and everything, like, I'm going to be a bit of a dick just because I can. Um, well, Will Neese was a founding member of this league, which most people probably don't realize um, he was a part and of it. To be team. honest, like I was uh, trying to get him to come with us to the draft and everything. Um, didn't work out, um, obviously, because he wasn't there. <laughs> but um, I've been toying with the idea of just throwing him in the group chat just to, you know, he's a founding member. Um, there's times where I may not be able to fully commit to my team, depending on how all my personal stuff goes that most of you are aware of and may delegate a few responsibilities to him if need be. Wow. So, so you're going to give him your login, huh? I might. Yeah. Uh, wow. depending, I mean, you know, depending on how some things go. Does, does uh, Will know anything about football? Uh, I feel like he's paid more attention these past few years. Um, and I feel like if I were to give him that kind of power, he would definitely look more into it because i mean how much did i know about football before this fantasy league right that's entirely true yeah some um, people still think i don't know anything joe <laughs> <laughs> you and joe had a nice little tiff in the group me kind of unexpected uh, kind of felt like it was just like oh here we go the first year and he had tried that that's one thing but we're in our seventh year of fantasy football i'm kind of aware of what goes on in the nfl now <sighs> that's fair, Tom. You have really. I thought for sure he was going to try and, like, try and somehow pick up Peyton Manning and try and give me him. Like Peyton Manning won some Super Bowls, Tom. I think you should take him. Yeah, fair, fair. Those days are long gone. You're you're not a yeah. you're not a deer in the headlights right. anymore like you used to be. Exactly. 
um, and honestly, just keeping him in, just putting him in the group chat doesn't harm anything. No, yeah. He's curious as to what's going on in the league because, you know, it's mostly made up of his friends too. Yeah. And that's how we mostly keep in contact with each other. Yeah, I mean, it is like, I think Ian Imhoff and I had a similar conversation that it just kind of happened as a, uh, like, it's just kind of weird how it broke out where this really is the only way we stay in contact. And it's not like we purposely left Will out, but like, it's just, he's not in it. So it's like he doesn't, he's not aware, you know? Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, I, I got to talk to him yesterday, and he asked him, to, like, how all you guys are doing, because he knew that I saw you guys most recently. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, uh, yeah. And one last little thing. It would be nice to have one more person in the league that's not just going to shit on me for no reason. <laughs> fair enough. Fair I enough. that's a little fair. That is I'm going to have that power. I'm going to abuse it a little bit. Hey. We let Bennett get away with his abuses of power all the time. Uh, the shadow government is always in effect. Speaking of the draft weekend, you you seeing us most recently. What were your thoughts on draft weekend? Did you have any uh, uh, things you liked? It was a lot, a lot of fun. Um, my favorite, my favorite part, without a doubt, was when those girls at that average bar manipulated your little mind. Oh, they they manipulated it. I was. To be fair, was, I, I was way out of my element the whole time. I hated being in that area. I hated... You were an easy mark, buddy. You were I an just, easy mark. I, I, yeah, they just came up and everyone was hungry and kind of fussy because uh, we hadn't eaten yet. We were in literally the last place in the world to get food. Uh, yeah. And they were just... They, I, I gotta give it to her. She sold the shit out of it. Like, I like, gave her some halfway decent objections and she just fought right through them like i was really impressed mm-hmm. with her uh really impressed that's, with her tenacity truly that's a i mean they teach you that as a server like you know just power through it just keep making suggestions at them and eventually they'll do something i am not particularly great at it like i can't turn a 50 dollars check into a hundred dollar check she could turn a 50 dollars check into a 200 dollars check yeah i mean especially i mean in that sort of place it, that is definitely i'm sure like she's walked out with really nice tips because of that, you know. Uh, but yeah, that was a. I just felt like I felt like we were in like a fun house where nothing made sense, and we just wanted food, and we couldn't get our food, and they keep feeding you feed drinks, and no one's wearing any clothes, and it's just like it's in like an opt. I feel like I was in like an optical reality, or like it was like I just need to get out of here. This just my like my depth or my perception was just going haywire, you know. Okay. Yeah. No, that kind of makes sense. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a definitely an interesting person. Something we'll probably talk about for for years to come. Just how that. Oh yeah, that's that's it's just up there us with, um... just eating right, and just all of us just <laughs> fucking like cows, just like eating our slop right in the dance floor was just. Uh, uh, being compared to the girls that were out on that dance floor, like while we were eating, <laughs> I don't know if you should be calling us the cows. Okay, wow. There you go. No, that was, oh my god, I could see them. They were, those girls were trying hard to get somebody's attention. Well, it made, it was hard because we couldn't, like, I didn't, it's like you're eating, and it it felt like, like, almost voyeuristic, because it's like, you're eating, and they're like, right in front of your face, and I had to avert my eyes, because I just didn't want to have this, like, weird, I'm eat like, dinner and a show vibe, and I, it was just... (laughs) It was just unpleasant. No, that's, that's, that's the 
best way to describe it. That's it, a, that was very well done. It was just a really unpleasant... <laughs> I was just so glad to get out of there. <laughs> uh, yeah. But they were super nice, sincerely. Like, they... Oh, yeah, the waitresses were very nice. Like, we were kind of, like, not really using that place in the way it's ever really meant to be used, and I felt like they oh, could never. have been a lot shittier to us, and they really weren't. No, yeah. Uh, they were trying to get us to get that return trip. Yeah, I agree. I think, which is like, I, I appreciate that long-term thinking, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, that's how you that's how you keep a place like that open. Yeah, agreed, because I feel like that, yeah. Well, you gotta look, like, that place is pretty much just like a diet strip club, so uh, <laughs> it's like, I guess, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's nice that they have a heart, I guess. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, okay, so any other thoughts on Fantasy Weekend, Draft Weekend? Um, I had a great time. Um, I'm definitely going to be practicing my Smash play because that was really Ooh. embarrassing to be a part of. Rough. I just, uh, I think the problem is I, you know, I got the Switch. I got a bunch of other games. I'd been playing other games. I hadn't been playing Smash. Oh. And yeah. Yeah, and it was it was a tough a tough weekend for you for sure. Uh, but yeah. it's still great to play Smash. Another really. Yeah, because you weren't at the last one, so I'm sure it felt good to kind of get back and remember how much fun those are, you know? Yeah, and you know what? Play. I forgot what it's like playing against such a big group. That's also a whole other thing, too. And in the same time, like, when I was, you know, I was playing beforehand, and I was just trying to think about, like, okay, I know I gotta watch out for Kirby, I gotta watch out for whatever Dan's doing, and I gotta watch out for Diddy Kong. You know what never occurred to me? What? I'm gonna give you one guess as to what the word is. Fez? Backslash? No, backslash. Yeah, totally. I got fucked by a couple backslashes, and I was like, damn it, I forgot about that. Dude, Fez is always you good for throw, You might just want to throw in a random counter every once in a while just in case. Oh, he does. Coming. Well, then Fez yeah. will also throw in counters, too, too, occasionally. Yeah, that, too, his random counters. Of it's like They seem to be ruled by no reason whatsoever. He'll just throw one occasionally, and you'll just Yeah, like, he'll be fighting someone else, and then I'll try to sneak up on him, and then he'll throw a counter trying to get the other person and then i hit him first yeah 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 that's a big one yeah okay well there you go uh certainly a fun we could also tom i know we wanted to hit this at the top of the pod but we forgot you have something to plug as well i do um i'm gonna this was uh an idea that you kind of pushed me for a couple times um start my own pod um not about fantasy football um more about the stuff that i'm a little more interested you know pop culture stuff Yep, and I, I mean, honestly, at this point in time, pop culture is basically just Marvel movies. <laughs> Truly, yeah. So that'll obviously be a big part. Um, I would actually love to have you as a guest on the first time I actually do that. Yeah, I'd be happy to do so. This is just a con. We're we're multi multi like uh, spaces now. We're, we're, like, we're gonna make a media empire out of this. We're like a we're like the Ringer. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, happy to be a guest on that. So, what will be the uh, what will be the subject matter, Tom? Um, the subject matter will basically be whatever's most popular going on in pop culture right now. Um, the first episode, I would, I'm going to focus on Spidey being back in the MCU because that's that's like some of the biggest news, just period, that has happened in a long time in the world of pop culture. The, like the fact that he was gone and came back. Yeah, kind of wild that that how that whole thing uh, broke yeah. down, and how that planned out, and how that may influence their future goals. Because now Marvel Studios is going to be putting out four movies and like four TV shows in one year. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I we've talked about it before, but essentially Marvel just they're like the print money machine now, so like they yeah. just they just print it and people pay for it, and so I I see no end in sight for. I am interested to see how the phase this next phase of Marvel goes, and how many like how many people still like of our how many people younger than us like are this is like their introduction to marvel or like their own generation like we're gonna have our generation of what we think avengers are there's gonna be a new generation it will be interesting to see how that all that and how much they retain of our generation something to see something mm-hmm. to watch as things uh as that yeah and i think uh, i think a big thing too is like how well those tv shows are gonna do because that's i mean they had tv shows before but they weren't super connected yeah but now these ones, I mean, like, you might not be able to fully understand the second Doctor Strange movie without watching the Scarlet Witch and Vision show. Oh, interesting. Okay. Which would be, which, like, if you're going to start hinging that, then you got to make sure that everybody that goes see your movie is already bought Disney Plus. Yeah, God. So you will definitely be getting Disney Plus then, I'm guessing. Dude, it's like $6 a month. Yeah. Yeah, it is super cheap, honestly. It's incredible. It is really cheap. Because uh, they really don't have, like, a ton of content other than that, right? Do you know? Dude, they bought Fox. Don't forget that they bought Fox. Oh, yeah, Jesus, that's right. God damn. Yeah. Yeah, that whole the whole like media space is just uh it's just going to be wild. I don't I love that like we're still going to get at, uh, the end game is that we still get effed. Like we're going to have like eight different streaming services. They're going to it's just going to be great. It's just going to be right back to cable and it's just going to be disorienting and frustrating and it's <laughs> yeah, it's just gonna, it's going to be wonderful. Oh, god damn. Yeah. Fucking capitalism, man. Uh, capitalism. <laughs> so, um, okay. Well, there you go. So, what's the name of the pod? Do you have a name, Tom? I know I don't have a name yet. That's the that's the first thing that I need to figure out. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I, nameless it's be hard yet. To follow up such a great name as the scuttle. The scuttle. Which yeah. I, I I gotta be honest. It warmed. Alex Gertz sent me a screenshot of his downloaded pods. And it was like Bill Simmons, Ryan Rosillo, the fantasy footballers in the scuttle. And uh, yeah. it really warmed my heart to a level that I, I wasn't expecting. Dude, I mean, yeah. I'm, the fact that it's out there and then I can just like, like I told Will about it. Will's like, oh my God, now I'm going to have to like go out and see that. Yeah. Find it. it. It is kind of hilarious. I texted my parents and let them know too. So first off, also oh to we have to give a shout out to Bennett for doing that because that is actually much trickier. It's not just like, it's not just like a plug and play thing. Like there are some things you have to do. So Bennett, thank right. you as always, our silent guardian, putting are, things where they where they. I know need that to we be. give you a shit about the shadow government, Bennett, but we love you. We that all do. Is, Truly just an exceptional move, and we, we love you I so put much. all my faith in you. I will make jokes all the live long day, but you know, behind closed doors, I'm 100% behind you. Yeah. And another thing that must be said, too, shout out to Connor Spears for just an excellent little nugget, you know, of the video. Oh, yeah. That was, oh, that was wonderful. That is something that I will, that is, that is going to be such a great thing to look back on over the years. And something that you just never show your parents. Yeah, that one I will not be sure. I don't know. I don't feel like I was... I feel like Spears did a pretty good job of like... It's like a my, It's like a minimal amount of debauchery, but not... I don't think it's anything... There's nothing in that video that's like, that's not what would be going on at that sort of thing. You know? Yeah, I guess that's fair. Uh, but still, what great song. Just a wonderful, wonderful little... Uh, 
event. So thank you, Tom, or Spears, for that. You uh, really, that's just such a great little thing to have in midweek. It totally brightened my my day. Yeah. Um, I totally forgot to mention this, too. I actually have, um, I caught on film the moment that we broke Ian Emhoff during his punishment. Oh, that's great. Wow. Yeah, when Ian Kyle had him uh, as a dog. Yeah, that was... You can see it. You can literally see... Like, he, he'd been such a good sport, and he'd been, like, he was kind of getting into it and everything. <laughs> you can see, literally, in his face when it's like, what is happening? Yep, I, I <laughs> that was a dark moment in the, in the, in that weekend. Just poor Ian, and, like, he said his balls were on fire because he was wearing that, that thing that was too small. Um yeah. So, and I tried to get him into the the thing that I bought for him. Oh yeah, he like, was having none of it. He just couldn't. He yeah. was near the end now, there. He was just well, a... that was after like I went like he broke on the second to last one and I had the last one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It did kind of look like ran- it kind of reminded me a lot of uh Theon Greyjoy in Reek. And I was like, he's just <laughs> Just kind of like you can see, you can see when Reek came out and Theon died. Ian Kyle was like he was definitely Ramsey Bolton and just kind of like just broke him down and just left him just a man without a soul. Really tough. Yeah, an excellent strategy, yeah. and I can't wait for that calendar whenever it comes out. Oh my god, that's gonna be great! I could sell that thing like hotcakes. Yeah. Well, there we go. Um... So is there anything else, you, Tom, you wanted to plug or get off your chest about the league? Um, I don't think so. I do wish everyone luck, except Bill. Um, I really hope you do lose this week. Just because just, you need that little shot in the face to your ego, which I'm sure is just through the roof right now. I'm sure you're going to, in your little warped mind, you're going to think that I'm complimenting you, but I'm not. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, cool. Well, um, ha- first off, also to happy birthday. Enjoy, Thanks, enjoy the rest of your birthday wishes. I know you're, you're driving up to Buffalo, correct? Yeah, I'll be driving up to Buffalo to spend some time with Adrian. Well, great. Well, enjoy your time. Drive safely. And uh, oh, anything will. else before I let you go here, Tom? Um. You know, guys, it's not Friday right now, but it's always Fuck Bill Friday in our hearts. Amen. Is that not a better way to end a pod? It is. It always is Fuck Bill Friday in our hearts. Well, thank you, Tom. Drive safe. Happy birthday again. You're 26, right? Yes, sir. Cool. Well, enjoy your 26th right. birthday, and uh, we'll talk soon, my man. All right. Talk to you later. Peace. See ya.